Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. This guy says we're pivot. You understand just how we live it. This for me is like rap religion. Open on beat because we got this Skype. When it comes to this, y'all, I can get it hype. When it comes to this, y'all, calm has risen. How you living, huh? Yo, how you living, pivot? Man, I have to say, if there's one person that I know that could thrive during these times, I think it's you. <laughs> uh, please tell me you are because if you're not then I... yeah I'm, I'm i'm good i'm good i am good during these times you know it's um it, it is it is tough it is tough just because i mean you know our whole way of life is just completely upside down and just you know it, it's um it's discombobulating you know but uh i just been anchoring down and, and just doing a lot of meditating and things like that and just trying to um just keep it simple mentally you know and, and just trying to keep my mind on, on what I can't control and just let whatever I can't just just go. But isn't that the way we all should be? Yeah, that is the way we all should be. But it's it's hard though. It's it's hard because like even even I have those times where like you know I just I just get overwhelmed and I'm just like man I need to really just sit down and uh, decompress. And sometimes I meditate and sometimes I meditate in a quiet way and I sit down and sometimes I meditate over. You know, hitting a bag for like two hours, you know, and just working myself to that point where thought just dissipates and I just become present, you know? You know, it's funny you say that because I remember when you said when you were probably in the middle of your career and I saw this interview where you said you never feel more present than when you're in the ring and you have, you're forced to be present <laughs> because it's kill or be killed. And it's interesting because I look at you and I've known you for a while and I can see in your face the evolution, you know, and you, I don't want to get too dramatic, but you feel like a different person. You feel like you've evolved and not that that was a bad person. You know, you were fighting for your life. Um, can you speak on that a little bit? Because you're present in a different way yeah. now than you were then. As you as you were saying that, coincidentally, my son was coming here saying "bye, bye," and I was going, "Shit, I'm out the room." So no, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, it's been a big evolution for me, a uh, big a big change, and just um, I I started to, you know, when I first started to. Uh, go down this path, I didn't really know where it was going to lead me. I, I just I just knew that something inside of me needed to change. I needed something 
uh, different. And um, everything I tried before just just really wasn't working. And then when I really hit my rock bottom from an emotional standpoint, that's when I really start to, uh, you know, reconstruct myself from a position where, you know, I wasn't afraid to um, to to emotionally fall anymore because I, I had fallen already to, you know, what, what I felt to be my absolute bottom, you know, and um, from there, it was only just building myself up, but just building myself up and building myself up from from a place of truth that I I never had before, you know, because that truth was was built in in an honesty that I wasn't willing to to to, to uh, allow myself to have, you know. Well, before we get to the truth, what was the lie? Um. Well, the there there I can't really say. Um, you know, the lie. There there was not. I guess the lie could be. You know, uh, what I believe existence to be. You know, what I believe life to be. What I believe the important things of life to be. You know, I felt as if like. When, you know, whenever I got caught up in a whole whirlwind of just the whole fighting and everything and just the, the fame of it all and, you know, coming from where I was coming from, uh, a, a small town kid and Niagara, Niagara Falls kid uh, having all this attention now, you know, world recognition, um, it, it can be, you know, very intoxicating on many levels. And, you know, before I know it, I, I was I was betraying who I truly was as a person, you know, and it's it's something that really didn't dawn on me at like at any given time it's just kind of something that was a cumulative effect and after a while i had no choice but to just kind of be like all right what what am, what am i gonna what am i gonna do about this situation you know and you and you went inward and and i'm not trying to put words in your mouth but maybe you were starting to become defined as you know the ufc light heavyweight champion of the world that's who you were yeah. And when that no longer had substance for you, you, you had to find something deeper. Yeah, that, that's that's exactly right. And, I, and that's part of the reason why I um, started to go down an emotional roller coaster. You know, I, it, it all started when I was um, I had to take a couple of years off because I had knee injuries. Right. And, you know, having an injury like that where, you know, you're out for such a long time, you get a peak of what it's like when when the when the camera stopped flashing you know right and, and that that feeling to me was a little bit dissettling and then on top of that i had um some situations uh you know happen on a personal level that threw me in further in, in another spiral so then you know before i knew it i was just caught up in, in such a way on an emotional level where i i just i couldn't see my way out of it you know and even and even the the place where I, I love to be, which is fighting in the octagon, you know, that lost that space for me too. You know, I, I no longer found you know solace and in, in, in going out there and, and training anymore. It was just that, you know, there was something deeper that I had to get to the bottom of, and I just really didn't understand what it was until I started to to dig that hole. You know, right? What's what's the hardest part of digging that hole and? What's it like facing yourself? And how are you different compared to that guy that was only interested in defining himself being a champion? Um, the hardest part of, uh, about digging a hole is just um, being honest with yourself along the way, you know, but without, without being to the point where you're, you're, you're destroying yourself at the same time. You know, there, there's a way to be honest with yourself and sometimes you, 
you you degrade yourself in a process, but you know, in, in a healthy way, you know, just be honest with yourself. And, you know, I, I guess the hardest part about, you know, just, you know, operating from a conscious standpoint um, would just be about all the people and all the things that I'd done when I was in an incon- unconscious state and really not, you know, thinking, you know, past, you know, what I wanted myself. And, you know, it, it's, it sounds embarrassing to say, but the truth of the matter is, you know, I was, I was really selfish and, and, um, and, and now, now don't get me wrong, like being an entertainer, there's a level of selfishness you absolutely must be. If you want to be the best at something, there's a level of selfishness that you must be. But I felt like my selfishness took away, took, took an area where it wasn't just about, you know, uh, thriving at a sport or thriving at a profession. So it took a toll with your relationships. Yeah, it did. It did. It took a lot, a big toll on my relationships. And, um, I really had a hard time, uh, you know, connecting, you know, on a lot of areas, you know, because, you know, after a while, you know, it would, it became, you know, so many things became easy, you know, getting girls became easy and all of those things that come along with it, you know, just the whole, the whole, the whole lifestyle, you know, those things, it's not conducive to, to anything outside of that, you know, it's not conducive to, to normal life. And, and when you start to operate in that mindset on a consistent basis, getting back to reality is a hard thing, you know, and, and, and trying to deal with life and deal with people on that matter, it, it gets hard because you, you, you kind of, you know, you've, you've experienced other things. You just like, but you how, know, it just kind of, how can it not be intoxicating? Right. Exactly. You know, fighting fighting for people is is different. You know, people fight for different reasons. Their why to fighting is different. You know, um, for me, my why was was based in you know my upbringing, and it wasn't the way that I wanted to. And I use a lot of that emotional pain as fuel. You know, to 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 push me to a dynamic you know lengths when when I came to training and fighting. So um, when when I see when I see John Jones, and I see that he's he, he's doing the things that he's doing. I know that he's operating from a place where he still needs to to face himself. And if I interject in that or anyone interjects into that, then that can interfere with his 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 fuel and his fire for fighting. So he has to be it. You know, it, it, it's it's kind of it's I mean, because because here's the thing. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't agree with you. Well, I, I, and that's good you don't agree with me, but here's, <laughs> here's why I say that. I say this because this. Every single time John Jones uh, has an incident, most of the time, it's usually four weeks before he fights. It's part of his ritual. Mm. It's part of his thing that he does where it makes him feel as if, like, you know, it, it's, it's, um, it's his rituals. It's his routine. You know, he's been doing it for the longest time. So I think because he does that, you know, I think that's where a bit of it kind of ties into the whole fighting. Don't go anywhere. How You Live in J-Piven will be right back after we pay some bills. It's the holiday season, you guys. And you know what to get as a gift stocking stuffer? Well, today's sponsor, Manscaped, has the tools. I use this stuff, by the way, to guarantee you to win this year's stocking stuffer. Stuff that goddamn stocking, believe me. Um, Or the white elephant competition. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming. And they have served more than 4 million men. Wow, that's a lot. 
Four million man march, all manscaped. If my math is correct, that's almost eight million balls. 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com slash Piven. Manscaped's best-selling product is the Performance Package 4.0, which is the top of every man's wish list. Now, inside, you'll find the Lawnmower Body Trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, body, and Weed Whacker, ears, nose, hair trimmer. Let's get the Performance Package now to receive two free gifts, boxers and the Shed Travel Bag, which is, I use both, by the way. Cats can't stop talking about this, all right? They got clean balls, they're living the dream, all right? All you have to do, you get 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com slash piven. 20% off free shipping, manscaped.com slash piven. Be the balliest gift giver on the planet this year. Manscaped keeps something I actually use. I have been follically challenged my entire life. Uh, and, it, you know, it's a problem. But the cool thing about keeps is it does actually work. It helps you keep the hair that you already have, like especially on your crown. I feel very vulnerable right now, you guys. Did you know that two out of three men will experience, I'm one of them, some form of hair loss and they'll be incredibly bitter like myself by the they're 35? I identify as a 35-year-old man. I feel your pain, you guys. There are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss. Keeps offers both of them, okay? That's heavy, you guys. $10 a month, that's nothing, you guys. To keep your hair? Jesus. Prevention is key. Start now. I know you're 14, but that's when I started to lose my hair, and that's not a joke. It's a disaster. Okay, if you're ready to take action, and you should be, to prevent hair loss, go to Keeps. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Piven to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Piven. Get your first month free. Keeps. You, better, you, you, better. you know, so, so someone asked Jorge Masvidal, like, what happened to you? You know, he was this incredible, prolific, uh, I guess a journeyman fighter, you could say, but an, an elite fighter. And something happened. Right. And then suddenly he's destroying everyone. And he said, you know, he was doing this show, a reality show of sorts, and they took his phone away from him. And he had no choice but to just kind of be present. And he was forced into this reality where he had to be alone with himself and his thoughts and go inward and figure out who he was and in this life and what he wanted. And it gave him such yeah. great perspective. You know what I mean? And um, and then the rest, you know, we've watched. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and so that's why I say to you, you know, it's, you know, John Jones, a guy like that can only benefit from it. I know you have, yeah. but you've done it yourself. You yeah. know, you've no, done. No, don't get me wrong. I'm definitely saying he can benefit from it. And I, and I think that he definitely could, um, you know, could, could use it and still and still be a great uh, be, be a beast with it. But what I'm saying is the fact that, you know, people are very, very, uh, very protected about you know their emotional guard when fighters are because they use a lot of their emotions for fighting. So if I come in there, you know, wanting to give him some kind of advice that may go on an emotional level, he may reject it just on a basis that they may come too close to his why. For instance, I say this to you: when I was when I was married the first time around, my ex-wife used to be like, you know, you should get some you should get some counseling and some help, and I'm like. I don't want any help because fighting is my help. You know, fighting is is what I'm using to get my help. And truth and truthfully speaking, 
when when I was when I no longer had that thing that dog in me no more to step on a line and, and and risk it all, that's that's when I knew I was healed because I couldn't hit that emotional trigger anymore. Because before when I was in the back getting ready to fight, I can just close my eyes and boom, I hit an emotional trigger and I was a ravenous dog. I, I can get stark mad. And when when I was healing one or when I when I knew I didn't have it in me no more. I went to hit that emotional trigger and it was gone because what happened was life had shown me and, and it has shown me those things that I had a negative feeling about. It, it may, it, it showed me why they may have happened and it gave me a, a deeper perspective and all the things and the, the, the people that I held um, contempt for, I ended up forgiving. And through that, the, the, the fuel was gone. Mm. The fuel was gone, but the evolution kind of like got kickstarted. Right, right. How, once right. you once you started forgiving people that you held grudges against, uh, how how did that affect your life? It, uh in in a, in a huge ways, huge ways. Just um, you know, for, for the most part, uh, for me, I, I didn't feel as if like I was walking around with such a weight. You know, I felt as if before. Um, there, it was a kind of a weight that I was carrying around that I didn't really feel until I put it down, you know. And once I started to, you know, forgive um, the people who I felt, well, you know, it, it was one. It, my father was one who I held a lot of resentment for, you know. And once I forgave my father, then a lot of the the things that, you know, that was associated and tied to that that feeling. It, it went away and I just felt a, a huge relief. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, people don't realize how powerful that is. You know, there are the, all these cliches about, you know, you're holding a grudge and you're angry at someone and you're going to hold on to that. It's like you drinking poison and expecting him to go down. Right. You know, yeah. it's crazy. And it's yeah. like, you know, you, you forgive them in a way, not for them, but for yourself as well. So that you that you can heal, yes. You know, yes. And, and now it's interesting because I look at you and I've known you. I feel like I've known you my whole life, even though we only run into each other, you know, every year, couple of years, whatever it is, and we check in with each other. But it's always heavy, and you're one of the yeah. few people who give it to me straight. And that's why I even brought up John Jones with you because I got to be honest with you. I mean, I remember doing my first stand-up comedy show, and 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 you were there, and you know I was nervous because I. You know, I wanted to perform well, no matter what. But and I don't like knowing who's in the audience, but you were there. And and everyone was like, oh, man, you threw down. And you were the one person that was like, you know, you, you gave it to me straight. You're like, you know what, man? You have other gears. I know you do. There, there's more in you. And I really appreciated that because I, I thrive off of people being straight with me. I wish more people were like you. And I changed my game because you were honest with me and you were right and I knew it, but I, I needed to hear that. So I went deeper. I got more physical with my comedy. You saw the next show. Yeah, I did. And you saw the evolution. Oh, big time, big time. It, it was it was night it was like night and day, you know? And uh yeah, thank you. I appreciate that, man. But no, I appreciate you and I need that's why I say this to you, because it's it's an interesting fine line that we're we're walking right now. Cause I, I hear you that you know you have a great respect for someone's journey let them take that journey on their own 
don't interfere. You didn't like it when people interfered with you. But I'm in this weird way of thinking where I, I you know, people, especially in, in my industry, our industry, because we're going to get to that in a second, because you're an artist and I can't wait for you to continue to, to, to you know, to evolve in that, in that world. Um, I just feel like everyone's so worried about confrontation and they don't want to be seen as the bad guy. And, 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 you know, and so everyone is skirting around the truth and you're not getting people's authentic self, you know, it would have been very easy for you to say, oh man, that, you know, that was amazing. Great work. And then I wouldn't have gotten your truth about what you saw from me and it unlocked something. You know, I'm not telling you to go to John Jones, but it's like, you know, but I know that we all are operating on different vibrations, yeah. you know, and you're on a higher vibration than you've ever been. Correct? Yeah, I, I am. I am. Yeah. I feel I am. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm, you know, trying to as well. And we can both see people that are in pain, you know, yeah. and they may be at the top of the mountain, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, my, my mom, who's been my acting teacher since I was eight years old, said, you can be a healthy artist. You don't have to be in pain. You know, you don't have to be stuck. And, you, you know, you as a fighter, you were maybe a little bit of an unhealthy fighter. You kept, yeah. you were holding on to that darkness. And yeah. I, I feel like you can be a healthy artist, martial artist or any type of artist. I mean, that's what we're, that's what we're working towards, you know, and, you know, I, I hear you and it's, 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 it's tough for people to, to go to other people and to be truthful with them. And believe me, I've made a lot of enemies in my life, man. I got to You know, I'm telling you, cause I, I, you know, my father was the epitome of someone that didn't have that chip. He spoke his mind 24 7 to people he spoke his truth and people didn't know what to do with it he freaked people out he was a brilliant actor he was my acting teacher but people just didn't know what to do with it they they you know they're just like stop it i don't want to hear that you yeah. know what i mean and i'm a little bit like my father and i've made i've made a bunch of enemies you know what i mean and so i think there's a healthy balance yeah i i, I like that though because it's like um and, and, and I do hear what you're saying. And uh, because it's like um, once you plant a seed, you know, you know, you, then you just let it, give it time for it to uh, to take fruit, you know, to grow. And, um, you know, I I have seen John and, um, you know, next time I speak to him, I'll probably maybe drop a seed or whatnot and just see and just see where the conversation goes. You know, the thing the thing is, is that. I. When you like. I don't want like I I, I want to give advice and I want to, you know, be there to help them out. But at the same time, like sometimes when you like I don't want to be uh, so emotionally tied to it. You know what I'm saying? And, that, and that's and that's and that's the part where I'm still where I'm still working on it as being somebody who could, you know, be out there to help people. It's just, you know, working from that pack, the place where I'm helping them out and I'm not. And I'm not bothered either way by them responding or not responding. You know, I still need to get past, get past that point. Don't go anywhere. How You Live in J-Piv and we'll be right back after we pay some bills. 
By now, you've probably seen about a thousand gift guides for the holiday season. Gifts for moms, gifts for guys, gifts for your neighbor's cousin's dog. You could just start your shopping at Raycon and get a gift everyone will use, Raycon wireless earbuds. I literally was wearing them all day. By the way, so underrated. Um, They fit perfectly in your ear. No one even sees them. I mean, to a fault where people start talking to you, they don't realize that they're even in there. Um, They sound incredible. And guess what? There are a lot of annoying people out there. I hate to be that guy and say that, but like you can just shut it all out and live the dream. Raycons give you amazing audio quality. All right. They'll be useful for anyone on your list. Everyone will love these. I'm not just saying to you guys, I, I use them. I really love them. They're easy. You put them in their little pod thing and then they recharge. The holidays are coming up really fast. They're around the corner, you guys. So now is the time to knock out that gift list and avoid the last minute shipping scramble, especially because right now my listeners will get 15% off with code HOLIDAY at buyraycon.com slash piven. Go to buyraycon.com slash piven. Away thoughtfully designed suitcases, bags, and other travel things. All they think about are awesome colors, different shapes, sizes, locks that work, 360 spinner wheels, modern materials, compression pads that you can pack more than you'll ever use, laundry bags that keep things tidy. Give the gift of travel. Explore Away's full range of things that travel at awaytravel.com and give the gift on everyone's mind and start your 100-day trial today by going to awaytravel.com slash piven. That's awaytravel.com slash piven. It's interesting because we're all, I think, you know, we're only human and we're afraid of, of confrontation, but I, you know, I benefited a lot from the Kabbalah. I don't know if you know about the Kabbalah, but it's, it's, it's Jewish mysticism, but it's not I know about the Kabbalah. Okay. I know about the Kabbalah. It's, it's, it's for everyone. It's not, you know, specific to any religion. But one of the things that it says is that I love is every week face a situation that you otherwise would have turned away from. Mm. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, there's that person. Oh, I don't want to see that. I can't look at them. No, no, I don't. No, you're going to go up to them. You're going to go up to them. You know, and you're going to have a moment with them and you're going to see what happens, you know, and you usually would run away from this. And I I can tell you different turning point moments in my life where I was like, you know, I just I went and did it and embraced it. And so much has changed. And I I can see in your journey that you're absolutely ready for that. Yeah, I I like that. I like that. You got to you got to do it because you don't know. You don't know what's going to come of it. You know, to, yeah. we're going to bounce all over the place because I have another question for you. Because correct me if I'm wrong, but you have da- uh, dabbled <laughs> in the magic mushrooms, correct? Yeah, I dabble quite a I dabble. I dabble. <laughs> <laughs> I dabble. There, that's, that's, my medicine, that's my medicine of choice. That, there you uh, go. Yeah, the medicine, the mushrooms. Now, did you begin that after your fighting career? Yeah, I kind I kind of um, I kind of started like uh, when I was towards the end of my my career, and I was doing it because uh, you know the neurological benefits of it. You know, I would do a microdose after every single time I spar, and I would just feel 
like my my brain and everything started firing again. You know, sometimes when you when you spar a lot, you can get like a uh, fogginess in your brain just from, of course, getting punched in the head a lot. So yeah. uh, you take when you take the psilocybin and you take lion's mane, you take all those neurological and some um, uh, niacin. Then, then you, then you start to uh, heal on a neurological basis, you know, mm-hmm. neurogenesis, and uh, that's why I started taking it. But uh, I stayed for the um, for the emotional growth and, and what it and what it did for me as far as just the perspective it gave me on my life. Yeah, we should talk a little bit about that because the the great thing about mushrooms is it's all natural. Obviously, it comes from the earth. We're not talking about a synthetic man-made drug where we're going to see trails, you know, and all that kind of stuff. This is, it almost, and you you seem to be more of an expert than I do about this, but it kind of enhances everything that you are in your perception and explores and heightens that. And it also shows us the the finite reality of this life. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it, it, uh, that's exactly what it does. It, it breaks down those barriers that that we have up, and sometimes that we don't even know that we have up, you know. And that's the thing that I um, I like about this because it's like having a counselor, but instead of having somebody from the outside, you know, giving you perspective on what you need to change, you become the counselor and you give yourself the perspective you need to change. And then the thing about it is the fact that what makes that the the um, the the treatment work is because it becomes a revelation. It becomes a new truth. It's like, oh, now I get it. You know, once you figure it out, then you can't unfigure it out, you know, and then you, <laughs> you, you maintain those gains, you know, yeah. and that's what that's what I've been able to uh, been able to experience is just being able to see perspective and see areas of myself that I wasn't able to see and then approve upon those areas and just, um, you know, just understand consciousness from another level because at the end of the day the reality of this is that all there is is just consciousness that's it that's all there is is just consciousness yeah and it it sounds crazy to say because we're in a world where everything is material and everything is physical but everything is metaphysical and how how has that changed your relationships you know in your life and and to yourself, really. It, it's it's changed my relationships a lot because um, when when you go deep enough, you you start to see the fabric that connects us all, you know. And, and it's more than just from a verbal level saying, "Oh, we're all connected," but mm-hmm. you feel it, you know. You you feel it, and you understand uh, the genesis of it, you know. And and when you have that perspective and you have that feeling, it becomes something that's imprinted on your soul yeah. and when when you have that as your, your your true north to treat somebody else a certain kind of way the way that you wouldn't want to be treated treated it hurts you because you understand that the same consciousness that runs through that person mm-hmm. is the same consciousness that runs through you right yeah i mean that that what you just said is is so heavy is so incredibly heavy and and it's like you either get that or you don't yeah that we are all connected and that's that's when you start treating yourself and others with respect and what's so insane is you're saying you actually had that moment of consciousness while in a dogfight in a cage which is insane 
Yeah. Well, so so I didn't I didn't I didn't have the moment of, of conscious where I felt the, the 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 oneness of all, but I've I've had I've had deeper state of consciousness where I felt as if like um I felt that you know, I felt that they call it the zone. And, mm-hmm. and the zone is almost as if like you you're almost like time slows down to the point where, you know, like like when I'm in a zone and I throw a punch as fast as I can. It almost looks like it's in slow motion. There's times where I fought and I threw punches and I'm in a zone and I'm like, wow, I feel really slow tonight. But I'm really when I watch it on TV, it was really, really fast because that's what the zone does. So that I've been in that state for fighting, but when I've been in deeper states when I've done um the toad, that showed me the ocean of consciousness that we are all a part of. The toad, the frog. Yeah, the toad, the toad. The toad. The toad is is five meo DMT, and that is it, the most powerful entheogen on the earth. And um, what it does is it gives you a psychedelic experience that um, that mimics what a lot of people would say happens when you die, when you see the light, and then you you come back. You know, it's almost as if like once you do the toad, you become reborn you know like mike tyson mike tyson's not even the same person that he was you know after he did the toad it was like you know he was reborn after he came back it's deep man it is incredibly deep so you're you got a glimpse into it and you see you you have a you understand in your bones how finite this life is right but there's a consciousness, your consciousness, that will continue on. Yeah. And do you, have you, had, you know, were you fearing death? Are you fearing death less now because of that? So I used to fear death, like really, like I used to have a big time fear of death. You know, I used to work in a hospital and I used to put bodies into the morgue and stuff like that. And, you know, I, 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 I would always think about it, you know, and, um, it, it was, I always would wonder what happened to that person. You know, I've been in a room with people and they die and then one moment they're alive, the next moment they're gone. And you can tell, and I'm just like, man, I wonder where they went. So it was always something that fascinated me. Right. And when when I when I did the toad or when I was researching about the toad, I understood what it did. I, I knew that I might have an experience like that. So when I did it and I had that experience, it did, um, it did bring me that, that, like the first instant you you feel it, it feels like you think, oh my God, I just killed myself. You think I just died. That's exactly what you think, and you feel and you feel like you you feel like you died. And the first thing you think to yourself, it's like a knowingness. You say, I've done this countless times before. And then not only do you say that, but you feel it. And that was the part that helped me to understand what what this all is, you know, and the fact that there was really nothing to be afraid of, like my life can end and that'd be okay because my life would never end. And that sounds crazy because like the, the per, like the physically speaking Rashad Evans would not be here, but the essence that was me, the essence of was me will always be. Right. And that's, and that's the part that, that blew my mind. Like when, like when, and it's one thing for me to, to say this, right. But when you feel it, like when you feel it as if like you're feeling your arm and you right. feel it like it's real, it's a whole nother revelation on, onto itself. 
And it's the opposite of feeling your arm because you detach from your physical manifestation and you understand the infiniteness of your spirit. And then so now now you deal with life with that understanding, you know, and, you know, I know that you are an I, you know, you're you have an artist spirit to me. You've always had that. And we've talked about you know, what you want to do next. And I know you've been, you, you, you've, you've, you've gotten on, you've been acting on sets and you, you've been threatening to do some stand up. you know what I mean? <laughs> and and the, the one, the one thing, and I want you to, and I can't wait for you to, and because you're a performer, you are, it's just, you can't deny it. What, what you do with it is totally up to you. And I will say as a performer that that is one of the biggest variables and you know this intrinsically from your journey but you do all the work that you possibly can and then you get to the day and you throw everything away and all your fears and and preconceptions about everything and you're totally present in that moment and you try or you don't try you you if the zone happens you welcome it with open arms. It sounds like I'm being incredibly pretentious right now, but I can tell you from, you know, being at my best during performances or whatever, that that's the state. And that's one of the things that fascinates me about performing is we're in, you know, we get to do it for as long as we're here in this life, you know, and that's why athletics are so, you know, it's, it's cruel because it, it, you know, you end, you know, at the most vital point in your life, but we get to keep doing you know, acting and performing forever. But what, one thing I will say is that when you when you enter this new chapter of your life, that that's one of the most important things is to take all this knowledge that you have and, you know, that, that your spirit is infinite and not fearing death and be totally present in that moment and just to be reacting and fearless. And then you can look back on it and go, oh my God, I didn't even realize that that happened. You know what I mean? And then you document some stuff that's on a, a pretty interesting level. Yeah. No, you know, no, you're right about that. You're right about that. And like um to to what you're saying, like I, I wish like after after I have this experience and understand the deeper levels of consciousness and having that veil of consciousness broken, you know, I I I I, I train right now and I train way, way better and I fight way better than I was before. And right now it's coming from that place. It's coming from that place where it's just, it, it, it's just a, there, there's no, there's, there's no, I'm not trying. I'm not trying. <laughs> that's it. I'm yeah. not trying. I'm right. just doing. Right. And, and that, and that's, and that's, and that is the difference. Human beings, not human doings. Yes, indeed. Right. <laughs> so, so listen, yeah, because I, you know, I, I've been watching your fights forever and there, you know, you were totally present in the moment and the split second you're knocking Chuck Adele out and you're ending an era and entering into your era. And then towards the end, I didn't recognize you in the cage. Yeah. You know, and, and, un- unwilling to, unwilling to throw a punch. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the thing about it. It's like, it, it's, it's, that's another thing that happens. It's like when you, when fighting is one of those things that it's you develop a little bit of PTSD in there, and, and it's something that a lot of fighters don't talk about. But you get a little PTSD in there, and, and it happens when you get your lights put out and you have to, you know, you, you you have to walk that road, you know, and that road back 
is a hard road because you don't know if you're going to recover from it because it's more than just physically getting knocked out. Like when you get knocked out, you 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 got your soul taken for a minute. You know what I'm saying? And and then people seen it, and then you have people, you know, making memes and laughing and yeah. But you, you but you but you just said your soul lasts forever, so you understand yeah. that. No, I understand that now. <laughs> now, now I understand it. But yeah. at the time, I didn't understand it, and that and that's where the PTSD comes in. You know, right. because you 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 get afraid of that happening. After you after you've done it for a while, you had a lot of experiences like that, and now I wish that I was able to have had the breakthrough that I do now because now I understand. Now I now I'm able to put those feelings in its proper place and then still go out there and compete. Whether I win or lose, it's, it doesn't matter. It's just you know now I know how to put it in its place to do what I enjoy doing. You know, right? Do you think that's why we're seeing right now? a 53-year-old Mike Tyson wanting to go back, and Tony Hawk at 52. Do you think that's, you know, I mean, there are a lot of variables here. Obviously, we're in quarantine, and we're going crazy, you know, and certain people need to feel vital again or whatever. But because Mike has experienced the toad and experiencing the, thing, experience the things that you're speaking of, do you think that's what's kind of leading him to wanting to get back in? Yeah, I think so. You know, I've had a long conversation with Mike Tyson, and the way he speaks about existence you know, existential existentialism and just, um, you know, where he finds himself and, and, and where he sees uh, his existence. He's he just he's just so content with um, with with uh, what he's seen as far as the experience of the toad that he has no no fear at all. Like he doesn't he doesn't have the fear that he had before. And now that he doesn't have that fear, he's he's just allowing himself to just, you know, just be. And and him just being has brought him so much happiness. You know, Mike is just walking around smiling all day. Mike like, what are we doing today? Mike is like yeah. a little kid. You know, Mike is just excited to just just do whatever. You know, sometimes we'll just be at the Tyson Ranch and we'll do nothing but just talk all day, talk shop and tell stories. And that's that's great, you know. But can a fifty three year old man you know, who was one of the greatest fighters of all time and now has this wisdom of no, and has no fear and can walk in there and, and kind of summon that zone. But can the body keep up? Handle it. Get, right. we, we don't know. It's going to be, I, it's going to be fascinating. It's, it's going to be fascinating. I feel like, um, you know, like, uh, you know, I, 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 will, I will call myself like a biohacker. You know what I'm saying? I'm always trying to, uh, to, to do things to en enhance my health in, in, in a natural way, you know, always, always in a natural way. Right. And I believe, and I, and I, and I totally believe that, you know, nature is the, the thing that can actually give us the edge that we were looking for in other unnatural ways, you know? And, um, I believe that, you know, I believe that the ancients had it right in so many different ways on the way that they viewed the body and the way that they were able to, um, get so many things out of their body and, and have that connection with with um with the met with with physical and the non-physical yeah absolutely um and i know that you know since tyson's been in your ear so much i think you probably have a pretty good mike tyson <laughs> right uh, oh man, I can't. I can't do it. I can't. You know. You know. Let me tell you something. I I, I would do it, but <laughs> one time I was hanging out with Mike and uh, and his boy and his boy. You know, I'll do a Mike Tyson impression. He's right. like, 
He's like, hey, he's like, hey, Rashad, uh, do do, do uh, the Mike Tyson impression. And Mike was sitting right there, and Mike has never heard, like, I've never done Mike to Mike. And then Mike was like, you know, he was he, he looked at me, he's like, yeah, let, let me hear it. And I'm just like, <laughs> I froze, man. I froze. I couldn't say anything, man. I froze. I couldn't say anything, well, man. You, so. it, I mean, if there's one person that you might be scared to break out, you know, an impression in front of its Mike, but the reality is, as you know, is that he's such a such a sweetheart, man? He, he, he really is. Mike Mike is a good dude, man. And he, he really is. I mean, you. I'm sure you probably heard the story of Jamie Foxx doing it, and Tyson was actually there. Ty, Ty, listen, Tyson gets mad about that. For Tyson, yo, Tyson gets mad about that. Did he get mad at Jamie? Um, well, he didn't. You know what? He was in the audience, and I think it was in public. So you know. Listen, oh, yeah. listen, yeah. man, I, you know, I was lucky enough to Tyson, you know, did a, a cameo in Entourage and he showed up and he knew exactly how he wanted to play the scene. You know what I mean? And he worked on it and he threw down, you know, and this is my arena. You know what I mean? And I just want the best for him. And yeah. what and what I saw would be like you holding the mitts for me. You know what I mean? You yeah. would see you know, the civilian yeah, right. and, you know, um, but the only difference is, you know, you, I had five, I had 20 minutes to get him into fighting shape. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I know how to navigate. I looked, took one look at him and I knew this is a fascinating dude. Okay. And if I can just get him out of his own way and be totally present, he's going to be amazing. So I saw all these strange things that he wanted to do. And I had, you know, a, a, a short amount of time to get all that, pu push all that aside and get him to literally, because to, to focus on me and to convey these ideas in real time and just without any of this decoration, just convey literally what do you want to say? So what I did was yeah. I just kept working with him, asking him questions until I got him back to who he is and this, his center. Um, and then I looked at the cameraman and I just said, start spinning. And Mike didn't see me. And I led him into the scene organically. Ah. And then so that, because I just basically said, don't worry about this. We're just rehearsing. So he, so he can feel it. So he can feel where he needs it. I, I, yeah, I mean, you know, it, he, when you feel the pressure of anything, it's going to lower yourself down to where you're not operating on the highest level, obviously. And then the trick becomes, how do you, how do you navigate those moments? You know, Michael Jordan had a way of lowering his heart rate and he's sinking those free throws and, you know, you know, he just couldn't, couldn't be broken. You know what I mean? How do we get back to that state? And I just wanted to get to the authentic Tyson and to have him, because he's playing himself, how does he in that moment convey, you know, the things, you know, that, you know basically I just, you know, wanted to, you know, if there's, if there's any way, you know, and, and I was like, to talk to me, Mike, he was, I, I was like, Mike, Mike, I don't understand. What do you want from me? What do you want to do? As an actor, tell me some of the things you want to do. A reality show? Do you want to do scripted? What do you want to do? You know, basically I want to make a difference and I want to, you know, have something in, and he started talking to me and we're filming it and I just keep firing him up and we're suddenly doing the scene without him knowing it, but 
his presence is so fascinating and he's been through so much that him just conveying these ideas to me in this scene and you can go back and look at it. And he was amazing and he crushed it. Yeah. You know what no, I mean? He did crush it. He yeah. did crush it. And that all it takes is just, you know, getting getting to the idea where I mean it's easier said than done. Getting to that present moment where you have all the power that you possess in this right. moment as a human being and you're speaking with clarity from yourself. And I mm -hmm. got that out of him and it was it was amazing and I loved it. And it was really, really fun. And, you know, and, but I, you know, I, I, I should, I probably should be directing because it was a blast. You know what I mean? And, and, yeah. I, and I had, I had so much fun. And now we've seen the growth with that guy, which is insane. You know, he's, 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 he's really good too. I, um, I was on set when him and Eminem mm -hmm. did a, did the video and it yes. was, uh, it, it was, it was pretty interesting to see, you know, just them two interact, but just watching Tyson, just you know, go go through it, and he, you know, he he was he was able to just like that snap himself and be ready to act. And I'm just like, oh, I, I was surprised. You know, Tyson was he he was uh, he was really good, man. Well, he's logged the hours, and he did the one man yeah. show. You know what I yeah. mean? And you you got to log those hours. What do you what do you? Are, I know you're a creative person. What are you thinking? Are you going to do more acting? Are you are you threatened to do stand up? What's going on? Um, I want to I want to do more acting. I would love to do more acting. Uh, acting is is for me uh, one of those challenges that that can make me feel like fighting. You know, <laughs> it, it's it's tough. You know, it's really tough, and uh, it, it's such a beautiful art form in itself. And um, I also want to dive into the whole podcast uh, industry as well too. Um, just you know, being being a voice out there that that can you know uh, you know talk about certain things. But and, uh, I think that's going to lead, and I could be wrong, but I think whether you like it or not, you're going to be sitting with various people and you're going to be planting a lot of seeds, whether you like yeah, it or hopefully, not. Hopefully. I, I would like that because, you know, after after I got done with, with everything, with all fighting, you know, uh, I just knew I wasn't I just knew I wasn't a fighter anymore. You know, the, the, the fighter, like, I, I guess the, the deep level fighter would never leave me, but I just knew I didn't want to fight anymore in a cage. You know what I'm I just knew I was done at that point in my life. So at that point, I felt as if like um, my transition was about was about helping people and giving back. You know, I wanted to, you know, help people to uh, to achieve their dreams and to and to do and to go to the highest level. You know, one of my good friends is Kamaru Usman. You know, he used to live in the house with me uh, here in Boca and, uh, you know, now he's a world champ, UFC world champ, and that and that get, that makes me so much that makes me so proud because when, whenever you're you're like whenever you support somebody like I, I I was I was doing it for the love you know I I love the guy you know he's he's a friend of mine I wanted his true success and to see that he didn't you know just blow it that made me happy that let me know that he appreciated it. and to me that was that was all, that's all that's all the payback he ever needs to ever give me the fact that he he went and did it you know but you you get it and that's to me one of the most powerful things to understand intrinsically is that another person's success will never take away from your own and yeah. you you get that and you've always been a person that, that I know gets that and that's why you can be happy for these other people that are successful because i think that's one of the i think 
people's mistakes in this life that's that's going to take away from the love in this journey which is to compare yourself to other people and yeah. and to be jealous it's like there's enough for all of us and, and that's the thing about it. it's like you know people want to chase the spotlight but the spotlight it 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 has a mind of its own and it goes where it goes and you don't control it. When you experience it, you experience it and you live it and you and you maximize it to the to the uh, most of your ability. But when the spotlight goes, it goes and it goes to somebody else and they get to shine. Congratulate them and pump right. their tires and stuff like that, because, you know, it is what it is, you know, and um, you, you can't you can't be sour in someone else's moment when you had a moment of your own. No, by by no means. And. You know, if you continue, if one continues to be, to compare and contrast themselves, you know, it it will, it'll lower your vibration and make you bitter. And no one wants to be around that vibration anyway, you know, and being happy for other people. There's nothing better. I love it. I see people and I, they're doing their thing and I just couldn't be more happy for them. And I'm happy for your journey. And thank you for taking the time you know, and I, you know, I will force myself on your podcast as soon as you get it up and running. Yes, indeed. yes, indeed. I appreciate <laughs> you, man. I really do, man. Yeah. Jeremy, you're one of those guys who, you know, have always kept it real with me, man. It's always been straight love and just, you know, just respect. And and no matter what season I was in in my career, you never you never acted any any kind of way, you know. And sometimes people get like that. Sometimes people get it. Sometimes they're like, oh man, he's not winning. He's not hot right now. You never was that guy. And I appreciate you for that. How You Live in Jay Piven is a cast original podcast in association with Common Enemy and Penderfoot TV. Producer is Kyle Tequila. Theme song by Common. Executive producer for cast is Harley Roman. Executive producers for Tenderfoot TV are Donald Albright and Payne Lindsay. Catch all new episodes of How You Live in Jay Piven every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts.